welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm joined by my good friend, Steph. Steph, welcome back to the show. I think this is your fourth time as well. Um, I was chatting with Laura last week and I come to the realization that I think it's the only time anyone's been on four times. So congrats. <laughs> oh, I'm honored, Danny. You must love us. <laughs> I, do, I expect you to hang that up on the wall behind you there at some point as well. What an achievement. Hey, um, it's been a long time since, uh, since we've got to hang out or, or even really catch up, even, even via um, Zoom. But mm. there's been, it's fair to say there's been uh, a lot of change in your life over the last uh, 12 months, which is extremely exciting. So firstly, I wanted to ask you, how, how much has your life changed um, since having Harvey? For those of you that, that don't know, Steph um, gave birth to a beautiful little boy, Harvey, um, and he's doing extremely well. But how much has your life changed? Because I know you're extremely driven and motivated and you're someone that's always on the go and, and super busy, obviously, with Keep It Cleaner, um, as successful as it is. So how much of a, of a change has that made um, on your day-to-day life? It has made the biggest difference ever, <laughs> like a huge difference. But um, basically it's hard to kind of compare to life before Harvey because life before Harvey, we were still in lockdown. Um, mm. So we were still working from home and that life was still very different to my life before that. It was very hustle and bustle. I was in a different state most weeks. Um, and, you know, it was really busy lifestyle and lockdown kind of taught me that I did need to slow down and that I actually um, work best when I do have time off or at least like a slow morning or a slow afternoon um, and to mix that in with work. And I think when you run your own business, you don't work nine to five, Monday to Friday, you work every day. Mm. And especially when it's something that you're super passionate about. And so I think, yeah, I realized that I couldn't put my all into kick if I was always go, go, go and always busy. And so Lockdown was kind of good for that. Um, and I was pregnant during lockdown. And now with Harvey, who's five months old, still in lockdown. Um, and I'm kind of in this like limbo semi-mat leave where I'm sort of available to the, to the team and yeah. sort of still at work, but not not full time again. And um, yeah, I'm certainly not ready for that either because uh, whilst Harvey is now sleeping better, uh, it, his sleeps have gotten a lot better than they were a couple of months back, but I'm still catching up and I'm still feeling sleep deprived almost every single day where my brain just does not feel like it can function like it used to. I'm, intri- um, I'm intrigued on that. So like what, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the things that you've done or, or I guess things that you've figured out that will actually help to somehow still be productive the next day and, and also just get everything that needs to get done done and also I guess, be happy, be like a normal person and still be able to do, do the things that you want to do. So like if you're missing out on sleep, but is there any certain things that you've found that have helped, whether it's to do with nutrition, hydration, meditation Mm. or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is like finding the right balance is so important because if I don't balance my work and my life, you know, the team won't get the best version of me. And Mm -hmm. then also Harvey won't get the best version of me. So for me, it's, um, I've got two days a week where I'm 
available to the team. You know, they can book in an appointment any time of that day and I'm there and I'm, I'm ready. And they're kind of being my regular days each week, um, obviously still working from home. Mm-hmm. And then on all the other days, you know, things like this podcast, for example, or other important meetings might pop up and that's cool. I'll still schedule them in throughout the week. But I found that now that I've got those two days where I try and keep as my busy days, um, it gives me the rest of the week to fill in a few gaps with other yeah. little bits that I need to do, but then also have a lot of time off um, to either just rest or yeah. just be a mum, to be honest. Um, and I found that, you know, because I am quite a driven person, person and because I'm so passionate about what we do at Kick, there's been weeks where I've been like, yeah, no, I'm available for that meeting. I'll do that meeting and I'll fill up that week full of meetings. Um, and then halfway through the meeting, I've, I've got major regrets because I'm just not, I'm not there yet. I yeah. can't, I can't be there yet. So I think when it comes to making sure um, when I have, when I know I've got something coming up, making sure I'm going to be my best, it's making sure I've got that balance, but also I would like to say that I could be that person who, you know, sleeps when Harvey sleeps, but I mm. just don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got too much else on. And also at nighttime, it's like once he goes down at say six, that's like Josh and I, that's our time when we can finally kind of just watch TV or, you know, um, eat dinner yeah. together and, and just kind of be with each other. So it's easier said than done getting an early night. Um, and I'm certainly struggling with it. I, I like to still stay up late, even though I'm sleep deprived. It's a really hard thing to tackle. <laughs> that's an issue. Yeah. But, <laughs> eating well, you know, keeping hydrated, moving my body every day, even if it's just a walk, they're all things that still make me feel like me and keep my mind, you know, working well. Um, And then, yeah, as I said earlier, just not overcommitting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How have you found that? I know you kind of touched on it just then, but, um, you know, myself, for an example, like if I have a specific goal, if I'm not working towards that and I say for a whole day or even like half a day, if I'm not doing something along those lines, I just feel unproductive. I feel, feel like I'm, I'm not really giving it a hundred percent. So obviously, um, you know, the responsibility of having a son is, is huge and that's Mm. extremely more important than anything else. But in saying that, being used to constantly working on kick and that being your number one priority, have you found it hard on the days where you are just with Harvey to then just switch off completely from work and still feel like you're hundred percent committed to that? If that makes sense. Yes. It's a constant battle. And it's one of those things where, you know, I, even to someone like Laura, I preach to her, you know, like make sure you have some time off and like, don't feel guilty for that time off because that's how you refill your cup and everything. And, And it's something that I'm super passionate about and I know it helps me but I'm still guilty of, you know, taking that rest time and still thinking about working that rest time or like, you know, still feeling a little bit guilty of of not working at that time. So it is, it's kind of a constant battle, but I still make sure that I do it. Um, I still, I know how important it is for for me to give it my all um, when I am on, I -hmm. need that rest and I need that time off. So, um, but yeah, as I said earlier, especially when you run your own business, it's it's your baby. I mean, Kick was my first baby. <laughs> so Harvey's number two. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, number two time-wise, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in terms of body image, now, I know like even before you got pregnant, you were, you were really good with this already. Obviously, you, you spend a lot of time working on your body with training and, and you take your health and fitness obviously super seriously. But um, at the same time, you were more than okay with sharing images or, or talking about the topic of, you know, no one's perfect and, you know, everyone has their flaws and whatnot. Once you um, became pregnant and, you know, obviously you start growing human inside of you, your body changes a shitload. So yeah. <laughs> how, mentally, how did you deal with that? Like obviously already having that um, open mindset to everyone having their flaws and whatnot. But once you start seeing your body change that much, in all honesty, like how did you, how did you feel with it mentally? It was kind of a bit of a roller coaster because I think in that first trimester, you know, you start putting on a little bit of weight, but you haven't got a bump yet. And so yeah. it's like, you just kind of feel like, oh, I just want to bump already. So it just, it, I don't know, it's this weird thing in your head that you just think it makes more sense yeah. um, when you feel pregnant to actually look like you're pregnant <laughs> as well. Um, so there's a little bit of a battle there, but I think that was just my old kind of insecurities kind of creeping back in. And I realized that pretty quickly. And I think the other thing to mention when you're pregnant, I'm sure everyone who gets pregnant does the same, but like I just started reading and researching all of this stuff of what was happening to my body at that time. And I was just so fascinated and blown away with the female body and what was actually happening. And so I became more consumed with how incredible my body was and, and, you know, how amazing it was and this miracle that was happening um, rather than looking at what it looked like. Um, and the same kind of, I, I took the same kind of approach when it came to heart and body as well. I find it really fascinating. I think it's bloody incredible how, you know, the uterus literally just contracts back down to its size and down to its place and all of your organs just gradually go back to their position. And, you know, some things don't go back to the way they were. And that's kind of expected when you've had a human growing inside you and everything's been <laughs> squished to the side for a while. So again, I think I was trying to just focus on what my body was doing rather than what it was looking like. And, you know, there is still like days I'm on a really good, I've been on a really, really good journey with my body image. Um, you know, it used to not be a very good relationship. And I would say now I have an, an incredibly good relationship and I feel really good in my own skin, but that's mm -hmm. not to say that every day feels amazing or that every day I look in the mirror and like what I see, I think it's really normal to have insecurities and it's really normal to, um, for those insecurities to kind of ebb and flow. Um, and I think when it comes to a postpartum body, it is, a, it's a new body. It's a new me. Um, and I'm just kind of along for the ride and appreciating again, what it can do rather than what it looks like. And for me, um, I was just really keen to get my body back moving. It was really yeah. hard in, you know, in that period throughout the last bit of the last bit of the pregnancy where I couldn't move like I used to, like, I think I was limited to you know, walking for a K and a half and just some, some light physio kind of base kick bump Pilates. Um, and I was so used to being able to push myself more than that. And then, you know, in the six weeks postpartum as well, obviously you can't do anything. And so that was really hard for me because, yeah. you know, moving my body helps me so much mentally. Um, and so I was really, really pumped to get back into exercise and really, really excited. And, you know, I got a few comments from people saying like, oh, you know, you're just so keen to like bounce back. And I was like, absolutely not. Like I, you know, it was not focusing on bouncing back physically. Um, physical change with exercise for me, sure. It's, it's an additional and it's a positive. And like, I'm not going to lie. It feels good when you see change and, you know, you, you feel good from the inside as well when, when you see change and, and everything. Mm -hmm. I'm, 
that's obvious, but it's not my, it's not the core reason I exercise. Um, and so I think whenever I'm not feeling a hundred percent in my own skin, I just focus on, you know, everything else, like what my body can do and, and yeah. challenge it in those kind of ways. And that's how I get through it. I think it's also relatively important to mention as well that you know, even though, as you mentioned, your main reason or priority may not be for the physical side of things, like it's fine if it is. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's exactly. like, it, this is the thing that frustrates me. And obviously I haven't gone through it cause I've, yeah. I haven't, I never will be pregnant, but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like, so what? Like if someone genuinely loves feeling and looking good and they've put in all the work yeah. and the time to look that way and they've had, they've given birth, the baby's healthy and things are back to normal who in their right mind wouldn't want to get back to where they were before when they feel good, they look good and it's something that they can work on every single day. I mean, it, it shouldn't be anyone else's no, business to tell them otherwise. A hundred percent. And I think it's one of those things that like, you know, obviously like through kick, we're all about like, it's not how you look, it's how you feel. And that's only because like for me, for example, if I focus too much, if that's the core reason I'm exercising, which it mm. was, you know, back in the day, that was the only reason I exercised back in the day. I didn't, I really yep. didn't really move my body for any other reason than to lose weight. Mm. That was really triggering and, and damaging for me when it was all I focused on. So nowadays that's how I've found balance with moving my body and, you know, giving it the right nutrients is doing it for the, for different reasons. Mm. Um, still having physical change in the back of my mind and like, you know, still appreciating it if it happens, but it's not the core reason. So I think that way, because I'm not focusing on anything in particular, um, I can appreciate the journey and, you know, yeah. I'm not getting too fixated on something not or too. Cons- yeah. Not constantly thinking about the end result. Yeah. On the topic of the training side, uh, how how much did you find? Obviously, this is the first time um, you've given birth, so it's you haven't got anything <laughs> to compare it to. But how did you find um, keeping up with some form of physical activity, and particularly keeping stronger through? You know, I know we talked about it a number of times, like staying mobile through your hips, which is something you mm. did, activated through your glutes and everything. Um, you know, even speaking to other people who have, who have um, given birth before, did you find that staying um at least on track with what you could do with the training side of things helped the recovery afterwards i think absolutely um i was really really fortunate you know everyone's pregnancy is so different some women are bedridden honestly for most Mm. of their pregnancy and so you know you can take my um my experience with a grain of salt because it's not everyone's experience that's for sure but i was feeling really really good even in my first trimester um i was working out almost normally like it's still my normal routine of strength hit you know a bit of boxing um lots of walking pilates yoga like the whole mix i was still doing pretty much halfway through my pregnancy i just you know if something didn't feel right i didn't continue it if you know my head felt a little bit lighter i obviously stopped doing that um and then more towards the end was when i switched over to our kick bump you know, yeah. so physio based yeah. Pilates and walking. And I still loved walking, but as I said, it did get to a point where my hips, um, I had a bit of pelvic girdle pain and everything. And there was a little bit too much pressure down there and mm. walking even became a challenge. And that was so weird for me. Um, because that's something I, I walking is a hundred percent for my mental health. Like walking is just my meditation every day. And so that was really challenging. Um, and then again, yeah, coming out of postpartum, I think it helped a lot that I was able to stay quite fit, relatively fit throughout my pregnancy. Because yeah. then once I did get the clearance postpartum, it's not like I had, you know, 10 months off exercise. Yeah, you know, I only yeah. had a month or 
something mm. a month or two off off exercise yeah um so it was a lot easier to kind of regain some strength and some fitness and i definitely haven't gained it all back i'm still super motivated to you know feel as strong um or as fit as i once did sorry if you can hear that that's hardly <laughs> cho- choking on a toy um <laughs> That sounded worse than it is. It's not a tiny toy. (laughs) No, he's got a teething toy and he just has this habit of putting things way too far (laughs) into the back of his mouth. Anyway, um, and so, yeah, I think it definitely did help. I think if you can, if you're physically able and you have clearance from your doctor to keep your body moving throughout pregnancy, I think it would make a huge difference with not only the recovery, um, even like keeping up with the endurance of like, having the baby you know that that in itself was a bloody marathon um (laughs) so yeah i think it definitely helped and i'm i'm very very grateful that i was able to do that just on the topic um before we move on just on the topic of the the social media side of things um when i was chatting with laura last week we we spoke about i can't remember how we got on the topic but (laughs) it was something along, along the lines of like you know as yourself and Laura, and this goes for, I guess, anyone who's the face of a brand, what you post on your own personal social media becomes less about just you and all of a sudden you're pretty much posting on behalf of Keep It Clean every single time you put up anything, I guess, mm-hmm. to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like how, how cautious or, or how much thought do you th- kind of goes into like the stuff that you're putting up on social media like on a day-to-day basis and like is it something that you and Josh had to talk about even like after having Harvey as whether or not like how much you wanted to share, I guess your own like personal life and family stuff on social media, considering like, um, I I know you, you've copped a lot of it over the, over the years, but like (laughs) people continue to just have their say, even when, yeah, pretty much about anything you put up, there's always going to be someone that's not happy with it and and people that want to have their opinion, which is fine. But in the end of the day, there's an unfollow button for a reason. So, like, yeah, how much thought goes into the stuff you're putting up? And then also, as I said, did you have a discussion about how much of Harvey you wanted to share? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that like, I mean, Laura and I have always been super authentic over social media. We've always shared a lot of ourselves throughout the years. Um, but, you know, we've also both grown up. I've grown up a lot since I joined Instagram. And so if you scrolled back, there's probably many posts that I put up that there's no way I would put them up these days. Um, but I think that's okay. Like I'm not, I'm not about, you know, going and clearing anything that I once posted because I think I've learned so much and I'm okay with showing that journey, um, I think. And when it comes to the posts these days, yes, absolutely. We are so connected to the brand and it is really important that we don't put anything damaging out there. I mean, not that, you know, we're not the kind of people who would do do much to damage the brand anyway, because the brand really does like we stand for everything. The brand stands for, you know, our personal values match the brand's values. So you know, it would be very odd for, for something in our behavior to, to not kind of go aligned with the brand. But um, it is something I'm definitely aware of and that I keep in the back of my mind. I mean, the biggest thing is we're a huge influence on a lot of young girls and a lot of young mm-hmm. women. And it's really important to me that I don't put anything damaging out there that, that could, you know, hurt them in any way or um, influence them in the wrong way in any way. Mm. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I think about it. And then when it comes to Harvey, we did have that chat. We kind of, we both kind of came to a place where we believed that um, as long as we didn't go too overboard, we were comfortable with sharing him. I mean, yeah. we share everything else. Everything else. Yeah. You know, I share my entire life on social media and it 
just didn't feel right to me personally. I totally understand why people don't, but it didn't feel right personally for me to not share it because it was going to be a huge part of my life. Like being a mum is a huge part of my life. Mm. And yes, I could, you know, put up angles and stuff where his face wasn't in it, but it just wasn't something that um, we were too worried about. And what we've done to kind of combat it is so that we weren't flooding our pages with photos of Harvey and the internet wasn't just getting, you know, endless Harvey <laughs> from all angles. We've set up a private account, um, which is, you know, where friends and family can get all the day-to-day updates and stuff that we just really want to share because we think he's cute or, you know, it's mm. his, his tried his first egg or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, we've got something like that. Danny's so first push-up. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, so, yeah, I think that was our way of kind of tackling that that decision. But yeah. And we're comfortable with where we're at. Has there been any, any major things that kind of stand out to you? Like, I guess, perspectives or, or um, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to word the question probably, but like certain things that your view on it has just completely changed since, since having Harvey or things that maybe were of a lot of importance to you before, which you just really couldn't give a shit about now or, yeah. or just have a very low importance in your life now? I think what I've learned, I think when it comes to motherhood in particular, I've learned that, you know, basically unless you are a parent, I, I just don't, I mean, even if you are a parent, you shouldn't judge another parent because there are so many ways to do it. There, that's what, one thing I've learned is there are so many different ways to parent. And I, I honestly don't think that there is a wrong way. I think you've just got to do what works for you and, and the baby, as long as it's safe and it's not going to harm anyone. I think, you know, when it comes to how they sleep, where they sleep, how they, when they, all those things, it just is whatever works for you too. And as long as you've had guidance from your trusted health professional, then you do you. And I think what I've learned from that is I am so there to support my girlfriends who get pregnant over the years, like, cause I'm, I'm one of the first of my mates. Um, I am there to support them through anything. Now I think I've learned so much and I've just learned that, um, you know, the, the importance of having a community around you or the importance of having other mums to lean on, um, to say that, yeah, that's, that's totally fine. Or don't worry about it. This is what happened to me. Um, that is something I, I didn't realize was so, so necessary and so, um, important. So that's probably one of my biggest learnings. Um, and then I think just in general, I'm looking at life a little differently. I mean, I'm appreciating every little moment um, with Harvey and I'm almost crying weekly at like happy tears because there's just so much in life, especially with him to do with him. That's bringing me joy right now. So I think that's been a really, really cool thing because, you know, we're in lockdown. We're on like almost day 300 of lockdown here in Melbourne. And there's that, that is really depressing and like I've had some really really hard days mentally where I've really really struggled um but I think being able to kind of focus on little things that he's doing or little developmental things that are happening or just being proud of how Josh and I are coping as parents as new parents those kind of things and focusing on those things are getting me through those tough times and and making me feel really really fortunate um and yeah, I'm just so ready to be free and to just live life to its fullest. 100%. It's funny, isn't it? I, I'm, another client of mine, um, his partner had been pregnant and given given birth as well, like throughout the throughout lockdown. And like her friends literally didn't even see her pregnant. Pretty yeah. much. Like <laughs> pretty much like the next time they see her, she'll just have a baby out of yeah. nowhere. Like no one's even seen where it's come from. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure there's so many of those stories. 
Um, you mentioned before, obviously you read up a lot on the changes that were happening to like physically throughout pregnancy. Mm. Is that something that you, you and Josh, um, are doing now in terms of like how to actually parent or you kind of like (laughs) along the lines of just, um, kind of do it on the fly and do it your own way and, and kind of figure it out as you go? Or are you trying to like study up on, on certain, certain ways, um, on how to, how to parent in certain different situations and whatnot? Definitely leaning on people for advice more so than reading now Mm. as parents. um, You know, like I've got a couple of women who um, are like my mother's group and I go to them all the time for little tips and tricks. And then obviously, you know, his doctor or my doctor for the more medical kind of questions. Um, But yeah, we're just kind of winging it. And we've, I think what we've realized is, that that's what everyone does. I mean, even no matter how much you read, I don't think anything could really <laughs> prepare you for it. And um, as I said before, there's so many different ways to go about it. So what I noticed when I was reading a lot of parenting books was each book was kind of a different way of doing it. And so it, it just kind of confused me. At the end of the day, it's up- just someone's opinion. Exactly. Every single book you read is someone's opinion. Exactly. So kind of put down the parenting books. I mean, there was one that was called The Motherhood that I found really, really helpful because basically it was a whole bunch of um, different Australian mums who kind of wrote a letter to their newborn, their, um, sorry, postpartum self. And it was kind of the letter that they wished that they could have read at that time. So it said stuff like, I know you're feeling lonely or my God, I'm your your nipples are so sore. Like just all this really real and raw stuff that they were saying back to themselves. And I read that before Harvey came along. So I read that before birth and I think it just prepped me for like everything that could possibly happen Mm. as a new mum with a newborn. Um, And so when I was having those really rough times or really rough days or questioning myself, I felt like I wasn't alone in that. Like I knew that other, like every other woman experienced it. So um, that it had a baby. So yeah, I think you can read as much as you want, but I think until you're in it and you're just dealing with it every day, that's that's the best way to learn, I think. I can imagine. With uh, with your goals, like physically um, hmm. and on the business side of things, like what's that look like for you at the moment, I guess, over, say, the next six to 12 months? Like do you have anything aside from just getting back to, to normal full health and building up your strength and stuff again, is there anything that you're kind of looking towards or aiming towards physically? And then also um, obviously with the business as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so currently short term goal, I've just started the kick run program with everyone else and I'm, Great. I'm so excited to, to yeah, run 5k comfortably. Um, running has never been my favorite form of exercise, but I think it's just been because I compare my, you know, running fitness to others like Laura, who's a gun. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I don't kind of just focus on my own goals and, and I'm really excited to just gradually get there so that from there I can see how I feel about running and I, yeah. I have a feeling that I'm going to like it a little bit more yeah. than I do right now. <laughs> um, and then other than that, as you said, I just kind of want to get back to feeling, you know, strong and um, mm-hmm. where I once was, um, you know, and be able to get through a kick workout or two and, and feel like really good. Don't, and not feel yeah. like, Oh my God, that was the hardest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, looking forward to feeling fit, fit and healthy again. And, um, work-wise I'm, I'm pumped to, to get back. We've got so many exciting things lined up for kick. Um, and I'm, it's one of those really hard things I'm trying to balance at the moment because 
I because the passion's there and and I really want to be a part of everything and every discussion and jump back in. But as I said, I'm not mentally or physically there yet. Um, so as soon as I feel ready to, you know, yeah. commit to more days, um, I'll be there because yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it so much. And, you know, Josh and I are really fortunate um, where he's really flexible with work and looking after Harvey. He's been so hands-on as a dad. So, um, you know, I will be able to, and I feel so fortunate because I know, you know, so many women, it, it is really hard for them to kind of go back to, to work once they've had a bub. Yeah. So I'm really, really fortunate to have that as an option and I will absolutely be taking it up um, when I can, when I feel yeah. able. <laughs> I think that's also the beauty of the fact that he's, that you both just love what you do is that it's it most likely wouldn't even feel like going back to work. It's almost like you just can't wait to get back to doing a hob- your hobby really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple more things I wanted to um, ask you Steph before we wrapped up. So I, I also asked Laura this the mm-hmm. other week, um, these two questions. So the first one was when, you know, after you, you both released like the, the initial ebook, um, I believe it was mm-hmm. uh, initially like, where in your mind, like in all honesty, where did you genuinely see like Keep It Clean Air going? Um, I honestly didn't look past the ebook. Like I just thought we were going to do an ebook and then, you know, maybe if it went well, we'd do another ebook. That's to be completely honest. There was no, you know, for me anyway, I don't know what Laura said, but like business trajectory or anything mm. at that time, it was honestly just a fun project that we got together and did and yeah, I had no idea. And there's no way if you told me that this is yeah. what happened, there's no way I would have believed you. How about um, in comparison to where you hoped or expected it to go after launching the app, like initially, I think 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, like even when we first started on the program, we were still kind of balancing a lot more. I was still modeling almost full time and we were doing heaps of other stuff. And um, it was still just kind of like a passion project on the side and I think that's what's so beautiful about it is whilst now you know it's our job it's our career and it's our business it's still our passion project so yeah. it's I think that's what's really special about it is we've got you know so many huge goals now and really exciting things coming up in the future um, but it still all just feels like a startup and a really like fun quick culture in, in the business and everything because that passion is still there absolutely Keeping, uh, you might want to hand Harvey a microphone. Or, I was going to say, he's really trying, isn't he? Hey, legend. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, lastly, uh, staying on that topic, when did you, like, was there a moment for you where you kind of thought to yourself, like, this is it, like, keep it cleaner is what I'm going to be doing, like, as my career for, like, the rest of my life, like, or at least for the time being. Um, and it, it kind of transitioned from that, you know, the side hustle, like passion project over to a career. Like, do you, yeah. do you have a distinct moment where you really remember that? Oh, I don't think it was like one particular moment, but anytime we get to connect, which is why I'm so upset that the kick tour has been moved again for the second year in a row. But anytime we get to connect with the community in person, um, you know, whether it be through a fitness event or any, any event, anytime, we, even if we just meet someone on the street that says, I do kick. I love kick. This is how it's changed my life. That is our biggest why. And those kind of moments are the reason, the whole reason that I do it, but they're they're the moments that remind me like, yeah, this is what I love. I love doing this. This is awesome. We're making a positive impact on people's lives. And there's something so special about that. Um, And so, 
I mean, I don't think we'll be doing it for the rest of our lives. I don't know if people want to see us working out with you and we're like 80. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, definitely for the foreseeable future. I'm so fortunate to call it my job. And yeah, we're both very, very proud of it as um, business owners. And yeah, excited to show you what's coming. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Steph and Harvey, thanks so much for, for joining me today. It's a, it's been a great conversation and looking forward to doing the next one, hopefully in person and um, yes. catching up with you guys. And I know Danielle's keen to come and probably kidnap Harvey at this point. Maybe she talks about it. <laughs> um, but for everyone who's tuned in, a big thank you for listening to this episode today. Um, we'd love for you to take a screenshot of the episode, post up an Instagram story, tag myself, tag Steph. Um, and we'd love to hear your feedback. But um, Steph, again, thanks for joining me and, and looking forward to number five. Oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to two. <laughs> Bye.